and welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, of Neo News Today. In episode 57 of the NNT pod, I sat down and spoke with Claude Mueller and Gil Machado, senior software engineers at Axlabs, the entity responsible for maintaining the Neo3j Java-based toolkit. In this episode, Gil, Claude, and I talked about the Neo3j tools for building smart contracts, porting those tools from legacy to N3, the importance of documentation, new and future use cases, feedback they've received from Neo Frontier Launchpad participants, why developers should build on Neo, and much more. So I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation with Gil and Claude as much as I enjoyed having it. Hey guys, what's going on? Dylan with Neo News Today podcast. Today we are joined again by returning guests, Claude Mueller and Gil Machado, senior software engineers at Axe Labs, the team responsible for maintaining Neo3j. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing fine, uh, Dylan. All good. Yeah, me too. I just got the second vaccination, so I hope I will not get any fever. Awesome. It's uh, hopefully the the more we get these vaccinations, the closer we can get to traveling again and, and hanging out in person. Um, something I've definitely missed. So you guys are returning guests and maybe just as a brief overview for listeners who might be new to the Neo News Today podcast, can you just share a little bit of background information on what Neo3j is and its relationship to Axe Labs? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, Neo3j is uh, basically a Java Kotlin, a JVM-based toolkit uh, for the new blockchain. And so you can write your like uh, smart contracts, um, and uh, it's also an SDK that you can write your backends. And Xlab is the main maintainer of, of Neo3j project. We keep, we keep, I mean, we keep things like uh, keeping uh, developing new features and, and doing maintenance and uh, ensuring that the project is healthy and reliable for the, the whole ecosystem. Yeah. Awesome. So you guys joined the podcast in November of 2020, so about a little over half a year ago, and uh, your team was smaller then. So can you share a little bit about how your team has grown in the past nine months? Yes. Uh, so ac actually, um, so we had uh, it's it was like uh, me, Gil, uh, uh, doing the, the the maintenance together with Claude, uh, that is also here. Um, and but me, he. Uh, he he joined our team I think last uh, last year. Uh, he was together with 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 us, and that time I think in the podcast he he was not part of the podcast, but he was he was he was part of uh, X Labs. But um, yeah, this this year he just uh, started working a bit more, you know, for for X Labs, which is always a good thing. And uh, yeah, we we could do uh, cooler things together. That we're gonna talk later in this podcast. Anyway, yeah. Awesome. So, is how big's your team now? Is it just the three of you? Yes, it's uh, me, uh, Claude, and uh, Mihi. Uh, yeah, each each of us. Well, we we have like uh, not nicknames, but we have like some some cool nicknames that like inside our team. So, for example, uh, like Claude is our uh, you know the skilled clown. Um, me, I'm the, the, the typer freak because I type like very fast while I'm developing and, and me, he is the, 
I think he's the full stack uh, junkie because, like you know, he likes to do uh, a bit of everything. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite a cool team as well. But we 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 do a lot. Yeah. Cool. And um, maybe before we we delve into it, Claude, maybe in your words, could you just share with us who you think Neo Three J is built for? Yeah, sure. Well, Neo Three J is built for Java develop- developers. Uh, simply put for Java developers that like to build something with Neo, of course. Um, it's, it, it just makes your life much easier if you either want to get into contact uh, with the Neo platform or want to delve more into it and write your own smart contracts. So we, we offer you the tools for, for the whole palette. Cool. So we're kind of at an interesting inflection point in Neo's history. We're on the cusp of Neo N3 mainnet launching, um, slowly rolling out as it has been throughout the year. And you both have been very busy porting Neo 3J from legacy to N3. So generally speaking, for the average Neo holder who isn't a developer, what has that process looked like? So, like, since since the last time we had a, a podcast with you from November, um, there was a lot of work that we had to do to to adapt to the new Neo three, Neo N three changes, of course. And um, Neo N three was was changing a lot in that time and improving a lot as well. So, so we followed all these changes, but we also had had more work to do on Neo three J that that was still missing. So the the compiler um, wasn't fully finished at that time. Like shortly. Shortly after November, after we had our first talk, um, we finally um, completed the support for for all the Neo VM features. Like we had to add some stuff like uh, throwing smart contract events or support for for exceptions and try catch clauses. And so we we finished uh, till the end of the year, till the end of last year, we finished the, the full support for the Neo VM. But then we weren't we weren't done yet, of course. So there were the, the Neo N3 changes, but there was also a lot of things we could still improve, and uh, and that's what we what we did over the last few months. Um, we we adapted the the dev pack uh, in such a way that it became more intuitive to to work with with Java and Neo because Java is obviously not firstly made for Neo, right? So we have to make it clear to the developer that he's actually working with Java for Neo, not Java for other applications so that's that's where we try to to put our focus on that it becomes clear for the developer and um same for the sdk like we divide neo 3j into the dev pack compiler and into an sdk and the sdk you just use that for for building dApps around the neo platform and the, the sdk was also we had to adapt it um a lot for the new N3 releases, and uh, but there we also like we we simplified the structure a lot, and I think it's much more intuitive now to use than than it was before. Um, we have a lot of convenience classes in there, which help you uh, interface with contracts on the new blockchain really easily, really intuitively. Yeah, that's yeah, it's really cool. So I was taking a. A look at the Neo3j.io website and the documentation for N3 looks awesome. Um, you can really tell a difference between what was available for legacy and what was available and what is available now for N3. So I remember when we were at NCA in Shanghai in 2019, documentation was a huge conversation topic. 
So can one of you delve into how important it is to keep documentation up to date and how does it compare the how does the N3 documentation today compare to that of legacy? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't have words to express that uh, Dylan because uh, I mean, we both, me and Claude, we 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 started uh, uh, developing things uh, for the legacy, and we were in the position of developers listen to this podcast, you know, back in the days. And like, I mean, that on that days, like uh, we simply the documentation was, to be honest, in the whole new ecosystem, not that great. And like uh, I, I see this uh, evolving over time, and the whole community took this for like uh, as a, uh, a serious uh, thing and a commitment uh, to improve. And uh, no different than others, we took this uh, very seriously. Uh, so th that's why uh, while developing something, a feature or a new release, um, we we always think uh, so. Should we expose? Should we update the documentation? Uh, who gonna do it? It will be me, it will be Claude, uh, Mihi, and in the end, of course, like developers, they don't like to, to update things, update, update the, the documentation, write stuff, but uh, then, yeah, we, we find a way. We sometimes say, okay, I, I can do it. Uh, like sometimes Mihi uh, writes it, Claude, but um, I mean, it's, it's, it's way better. And um, one, of the, one of the points uh, that uh, was discussed in, in one of uh, the last uh, community uh, meetings in you uh, is the uh, tutorial or the example. Um, the example. So when you write documentation, write the, the concepts, but also write examples that people can follow. And I'm a huge fan of boilerplates. I don't know if the audience knows or do you know you know what is a boiler boilerplate, but it's um it's 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 it's, a, it's something like you you take a project which you can start it, it, you start boiling you know and um, you take that you copy you clone that and then you start developing on top of that further. But the the boilerplate is a project that if you if you start it if you just like put some comments, uh, some comments, uh, and you try to execute it. It works, and then like for for the developer, it's pretty cool when you read the documentation. You end up like in the tutorial examples part, and you see, oh, there's a boilerplate for this. Uh, I'm gonna, um, I will start having a Neo3j uh, DAP boilerplate that I can start my DAP, my 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 DAP development. So yeah, that, that I mean, being a developer and. Um, like in other projects and, and other things um, and coming from the new legacy, I think this is pretty important. It makes uh, the life very easier. Yeah. It's totally. Yeah. I think um, in a lot of the outreach I've done with developers who are new to the ecosystem and, and are participating in the hackathon going on right now, templates and boilerplates are a lot of things they're looking for. They're asking for examples because there's just no, um, previous documentation for, for these functions and these sort of smart contracts that you can build in N3. Um, so now that we've ported and we're porting from legacy to N3, what are some other use cases you guys envision for using Neo and the Neo3j toolkit? Um, so I think one of, the, one of the things that at least excites me um, to be built on, on, on Neo3 is uh, like DAOs. 
you know, uh, and, and this governance, uh, like, uh, like entities that are organized uh, in a way that is decentralized, you have the founds there. And I think in other blockchains, of course, in Ethereum and others, uh, this is something uh, kind of uh, popular, but um, still in Neo3, you have um, all the building blocks I mean, you can see Neo as um, a, a platform, a framework, which has uh, all the legal pieces, the legal blocks around. I mean, around 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 this this framework, like NeoFS, um, like the, the the all the tools for development experience uh, that it's easier. It's very easy to to build an application like Neo Express, Neo 3J, uh, Neo Boa, all the the the, the languages. So. In oracles, for example, or built-in oracles and on chain. So all of these are legal pieces. And when you when you start like um, uh, if you look to DAOs, it uh, makes I think life life much easier. And this is one of the things that I'm um, we are uh, very excited about. Yeah. So are you working on just like a general boilerplate for a DAO or are there, is there a specific instance that you're building these frameworks for? So, um, actually, actually, I, I don't know. Um, we, we, I think, uh, it was covered, but, um, uh, we, we have, um, we recently just, uh, um, released uh, this meme governance DAP. And uh, the meme governance DAP is basically uh, a, a kind of a boilerplate. I can call a boilerplate, which is uh, divided in two projects, like two boilerplates, one for the smart contracts and another one for uh, the front end, you know, the, 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 you know, like the, the, the DAP in the, in the browser uh, that has integration with Neoline, full integration with Neoline, fully working. It's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I think we are one of the first projects out there that release something end to end with Neoline. Um, uh, and uh, so what is the meme governance that is basically a very simple um, protocol, let's put it this way, that you can uh, uh, propose new means that uh, will be part of this protocol. Um, and then you can you can make proposals like, uh, oh, this meme, you give like a, a, a JPEG, a, a picture of the meme and a description, the, the, the title. And, and then once you submit this proposal, you, you only can submit, you can submit this proposal only if you have guests, if you're a guest holder. And, uh, and then anyone can submit a proposal and then people vote like anyone holding a gas can vote that uh, on that proposal. And if you have like more, um, at least two votes out of three, uh, then the meme gets elected. So, and then, I mean, this is a very simple mechanism on DAOs and governance built with Neo3 and integrated you know, on all different angles, like Neoline, Neo3j with the contracts, using new express tools and like all of stuff, uh, that it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it serves as a boilerplate that others can take this project uh, and then evolve and modify things and build other things on top of it. Yeah, it was one of the workshops that was recently held for the Launchpad where you guys did uh, just basically a presentation on the, the meme governance app and, it was really cool to see in real time people using it and voting while you guys were giving the presentation. Um, I remember you were getting particularly excited about that, Gil, which was awesome. Um, yeah, exactly. Because, so, sorry to interrupt me. I mean, I got excited because 
if you have like seven or 10 votes on a proposal, and I didn't even ask for people to vote on, I mean, and, I mean, it means that it worked because people are like uh, all over the world participating in this workshop. They were just clicking around and they say, oh, it works. I could vote on it. So uh, I got excited because it was the first time that people were like using it and actually it worked. Yeah. Awesome. So Claude, maybe you can share a little bit about what's going on with Neo Playground. Um, can you just briefly introduce to listeners who aren't familiar with the project and, and talk about the recent developments? Yeah. So, well, like Gil is the main maintainer of this of, of the Neo Playground, so I don't want to say anything wrong. So just correct me, Gil, if I'm go ahead, I'm wrong go ahead. What I'm saying. Um, so the the Neo Playground was was uh, from from our side envisioned to be used in in the hackathon, um, but but in the end we didn't see so much uh, fuss around it while the hackathon was running. Um, I think there there was hard to to get it to the to the, the developers to actually because there's there was there was so many options for them to to use already so i think uh, they were a bit overwhelmed so they didn't see much of the neo playground going on um but yeah it's it's, it's a project that is still alive and we're still like we're, we're seeing more interest now than before and i think that that we can in future um build it uh build it f further and further so yeah Gil, maybe you can add a bit more yeah, I, th I think I think you you it's made right. it. I mean, you, you told everything, right? Yeah, it's just that uh, our focus had also to to shift towards Neo3j and the tools, right? Uh, to deliver the, the, the our tools and our um, uh, like the, our library uh, for Neo and three in a in, in a timely manner. Because and then we had to choose like it's, it's all about priorities, right, Dylan? So uh, we had like Neo3j is a priority. And then like a uh, new playground is something in our ecosystem that we're going to help uh, maybe after the hackathon or for uh, on tutorials, when you go out there, uh, maybe uh, trying to, to educate people and bring the other people on board to new. So we envisage that uh, if you go, for example, to a, to a university or to a meetup, and uh, you don't want to waste a lot of t uh, people's time uh, on uh, installing tools in their computers. You just say, go to newplayground.dev, get, a, get, a, get an example, and you know, start doing what, uh, what is important, like developing uh, smart contracts and uh, trying things out, and not spending time installing all your stuff, your crap in your computer that sometimes it works in Windows, sometimes it isn't working like Linux and whatever. So just from a, a non-developer's perspective, the Neo Playground is a website that you can go to and you can play around with all these tools and smart contracts and, and the developer environment is in the website. Exactly, exactly. Cool. And, and, and I mean, the most, the, the, the greatest thing about Neo Playground is, is not, is an IDE, you know, is, is a VS code in the browser. It's not like a custom-made website where you have to find out where, uh, how to click it or how to find the contracts. No. Basically, we, we transfer VS Code, which is your is an ID that you can sell locally, but in a browser. So if you if you ever seen like VS Code in your computer, you will get familiar pretty fast in a new playground or the web. Cool. So I've heard from... Um... A variety of hackathon, Neo 
Frontier Launchpad hackathon participants uh, that they've used Neo3j tooling and that the Axe Labs team in particular has been very helpful along with many other community members, not to single you guys out or anything. Um, so what have your initial impressions from the Launchpad been so far in terms of how developers are able to pick up and work with N3 and also Neo3j? Well, I gotta say, I'm, I was surprised how, how well it went so far. I mean, it's only four days left now. So yeah, this whole time went, went quite well. Um, well, for, first of all, for us, it was really valuable. Uh, like I'm really thankful that uh, that Neo Foundation did this hackathon or yeah, that, that the hackathon was brought a lot of valuable information to us. Um, and if, so first of all, it showed that, that our tools are useful, that they work. Uh, this, this was the first time where, <laughs> where a lot of people came in and used it. And it was very satisfying and motivation, motivating to, to see that, that it works. Um, we received a lot of valuable feedback, um, from, from the users, from the developers. And, uh, we, we kind of grazed the developers off of the, the Neo, um, discord server and took them into private chats to, to, to get as much information from them as possible. And um, we're still pushing them sometimes, like tell, yeah, tell us what what uh, what are the bullet, give us the bullet points. What do you want to have improved in Neo3j DevPack? So these kinds of things. That that was really that was great for us. And um, we were also surprised what like the ideas that they had because we were so focused on doing the tooling, we didn't think about what would we actually build with the tooling, right? Well, we we did come up with the governance. Um, topic there. That was that was one thing we did, but otherwise, yeah, we just we're just working on the tooling all the time. We forget the big, bigger picture sometimes. And um, we were, yeah, we we're really uh, liking what we see, what they, what the developers do with, on Neo. And also not just building on top of, of Neo, of the Neo platform, but also there was one guy who started um, doing a, a plugin for IntelliJ, for the IntelliJ ID um, that is kind of like what the visual tracker is for VS Code. So the, so he kind of gives us faith that we could take what whatever we have in VS Code at the moment, where we try to have this one singular package where you could do everything, everybody, every every language, um, Python, Go, C Sharp, Java, you could take and work with VS Code and uh, the plugins that we have already from the new community there. But then this guy came along and, and started building a plugin for IntelliJ. And where you could use Neo Express uh, in IntelliJ, and and that's that. So it seems like there is a need for that. So we we saw a bit the sentiments that are around in the Java community if they come to Neo. So are you guys getting a sense of maybe moving forward after the hackathon of potential features or new tools that you're going to provide for Neo Three J? And if so, could you maybe just give an example of one? Yeah. So this. This one thing was was on our agenda already for a long time. I mean, it's not really it didn't come in new from from what the developers told us. But but testing is is not super smooth yet with Neo3j. We we will we're building a test framework um, which you can use with in combination with JUnit, the JUnit testing framework of Java, to smoothly test your smart contracts. And we want to incorporate that Neo, uh, Neo Express there as well. Uh, so that you can can use the, the startup uh, shutdown and the checkpoint features of Neo Express to really um, do do really elaborate tests of your of your uh, smart contracts, and um, and then we think that the workflow with Neo3j is still 
improvable like it's not yet optimal it's it's you can do everything basically that you want to but the workflow can always be improved it's not yet when when we use it ourselves we realize okay there's some things that we're not used to as developers where we feel okay you know if we hit save it should compile immediately and show me all the errors it doesn't do that yet so we're looking into into providing more uh, integration into well probably visual studio code because that's where at the moment most tooling is but if we see that the IntelliJ plugin is amazing, then we'll see if we can go in that direction as well. But yeah, just um, work on on the developer workflow to make them make the developers happy. Awesome. Um, kind of wrapping up, I just wanted to ask you guys this general question: Why Neo? Why should a developer who's new to blockchain or even experienced in blockchain development, why should they look to Neo to build the next great DApp? So very good question, Dylan. It's um, so I think like as I as I said in, in the last podcast, um, I, I, I we we from X Labs we also have experience in other chains, and um, I mean if you look to Ethereum for example or others, um, I feel that Neo like learned a lot during this time. Um, and uh, learn with 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 the best, uh, and sometimes uh, in the hard way, but it learned. Uh, and 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 now we are building so many building blocks uh, that will all that all together. I think it, it's it it will be uh, easier to onboard to attract projects uh, to to this chain to Neo three chain. So um, if you look to to Ethereum, they have many projects already there. The the the, the ecosystem is is large, but uh, sometimes to accomplish something, it's um, you know you you have to rely on others. You have to rely on external things and external oracles. And uh, in Neo, actually, you have this already. So this is one of the attractive things, um, in my opinion. So this is a good part of it. The bad part of it is that um, uh, if you decide to come to Neo, you already have these building blocks uh, ready to go, building oracles, etc. But um, maybe in the beginning, you're not going to have uh, like uh, stable coins, for example, or many of them. Um, and, and then, he, he, of course, it took take some time. Um, maybe Neo is working on that, um, and it will come. It will come. I, I, m- that's my personal opinion, of course. It will come. But um, if you don't have this these other building blocks like uh, stable currencies or um, like uh, maybe if a lending protocol doesn't doesn't come to to Neo, you know, it starts it, it, it to be a bit difficult. So, but in my opinion, the hardest part which is the underlying building blocks, it's there. So now it's, uh, it's easier. It's easier to board. So that's, that's why I'm excited. Yeah, I can, I agree with Gil. Like these, these points all make sense to me as well. And, but I'm also excited just because Neo, the, the downside of Neo that it's, that it doesn't have like stable coins or like, many different DeFi projects yet is also an upside for me, which is it's not that crowded yet. So for us, it's more interesting to take part in it. We have a more, <laughs> a more important part. Uh, so we're very egocentric in that way. <laughs> but the, yeah. so it's it's still more of an experiment. And I think that is that is an interesting uh, part of, yeah, or it's interesting being part of this experiment as well and to see where it's going once once the mainnet is launching, how, how is the, the voting and the governance going to work? And yeah. 
Yeah, and, and I mean, everyone that joins will make a difference. That's, I think, that's the most, is an experimental thing, of course, but um, everyone that joins and be part of this ecosystem will make a difference, will have a voice. And uh, this this is, yeah, that's really, that. that's why we're new. Totally. It's it's almost like the uh, the field of dreams analogy. If you build it, they will come. Exactly. Well, you guys have... Uh, graciously shared your time with me and the neo news today community it was awesome to have you guys come back on as guests for the podcast and it was really cool to hear from your perspective about some of the great responses you've been receiving from participants in the hackathon um, who are talking about the tools you guys have been working really hard on building over the past few years so congratulations and also keep up the good work um, cause the, the, the good fight isn't over yet. We're just starting, you know, we have, <laughs> we have the architecture built. Now we need, we have the tools. Now we need to build the city. So, um, just want to thank you guys again for, for joining the, the podcast and, uh, really look Thanks forward. For us. Yeah. And really look forward to just hearing more from, from participants in the event and also just seeing you guys continue to, uh, support new community members as they start to come into the ecosystem. Thanks a lot, Dylan. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it's, thanks uh, for it's the motivation. A, it's, always a, it's always a pleasure. It's uh, always good to talk to you. And uh, one last thing um, I, I that I have to say is uh, by looking to all these use cases that people were building and we were helping uh, for the hackathon, I mean, we see games like being built with uh, Neo3j. We see like uh, uh, logistics applications. I mean, we've seen little, yesterday we, 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 we helped uh, some, some, some guy. We see like uh, dev tools being built with an L3J. So we, we're pretty, pretty excited. Uh, and it's always, it's always good uh, to talk to you, Dylan, to expose this uh, to people there and uh, keep the, the, the ball rolling. Thanks a lot. Sweet. Well, we will definitely have a follow-up podcast sometime in the future. And we'll catch you guys then. Have a good one. Cheers. Bye-bye. Well, what did you think of that conversation? It was great to catch up with Gil and Claude to learn a little more about what they've been working on since the last time they joined the Neo News Today podcast. I really enjoyed hearing about the feedback the team has been receiving from Neo Frontier Launchpad participants and how it will shape future Neo3j tooling. And it was great to learn more about the use cases that Axe Labs envisions for Neo moving forward. To keep up to date with the latest in the NEO ecosystem, visit www.neonewstoday.com. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify. And leave a five-star review if you feel that others should hear our content. Every subscription and review helps others learn more about the NEO News Today podcast and the NEO ecosystem. So. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Neo News Today podcast, and we look forward to catching you next time.